This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Hey, friends, thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on a lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. So once again, I'm joined by yet another phenomenal guest. Who is my guest of today? Well, my guest is a lovely gentleman who I absolutely adore and had the privilege of meeting at a speaking event in Toronto. My guest of today is a gentleman named Robert Evans. He is the CEO of App Brothers Designs, a technology company that focuses on providing mobile app solutions for small businesses and experts for engaging with and impacting more powerful people's lives with powerful, positive and uplifting messages. Robert has spent the last 18 years in the personal growth space building businesses, technologies, and trainings to help messengers share their messages with the world. Robert's work focuses on helping experts, messengers, and thought leaders move into the space of using mobile apps as a way to reach and engage with people around their message and how that space is the most powerful and most effective tool that can be used today to reach people. Robert thinks this show could be about why that is the case, how apps compare to what most businesses or experts are doing to share their business and the impact that apps can have on reaching more people with positive, uplifting messages. The use of Robert Evans' current app, the personal development app, as a talking point and how he is bringing together hundreds of experts to leverage this platform and change the world. Welcome to Living Fearlessly, Robert. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you, Lisa. It is a truly a pleasure to be here with you. Well, it's you know what? This has been in the works for quite some time, and I'm really grateful and I'm uh, very honored that I had the privilege to meet you in Toronto. Uh, got to speak at your event, and I'm really looking forward to that being uploaded to the app itself. And I just want to say the live stream we did, too, signifying that that was just the beginning of many more great things to come within the partnership. I just want to say I really appreciate everything you're doing in this space and for me personally and professionally. Uh, well, um, absolutely. I mean, Lisa, you're, I consider you one of our, um, one of our biggest uh, uh, thought leaders out there, really uh, bringing powerful messages out into the world. I love the platform that you've uh, you built here and the, the amount of people that you're able to reach. And, and so it's an absolute pleasure, pleasure for me to just be able to make the connection of our two worlds uh, here today and, and at my event. So this is, uh, I, I feel the same about you. 
Oh, well, I appreciate that. That's very kind words for you to express. So thank you for that. So as everybody who follows me knows, uh, everything about my approach to my interviews is unscripted. I believe it makes for a much more organic, authentic conversation. But I do want to dive in. Uh, I do want to ask you, Robert, you know, what was it uh, specifically about personal development in terms of what it symbolizes, means for you, and whatever the cathartic moment for you that propelled you in the journey towards personal development? Well, it's, I, I think like with a lot of people that are involved in this world, um, it starts with your kind of your own journey, your own personal uh, exploration. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, that uh, started when I was, uh, uh, you know, 18 years old, getting out of high school and, and uh, started to kind of dive into uh, you know, books and seminars and that sort of thing that could give me some kind of idea of what I, what am I going to do with my life now? I mean, okay, I'm out of this. I'm, I'm going to about to leave the nest <laughs> and right. that's kind of a scary thing. So, well, you know, what am I going to do? And I wanted, I wanted to have an inspired life. And, and uh, I think what, like a lot of people, I started off in the, in the world of Tony Robbins and uh, mm -hmm. started to, you know, explore his work and went to his seminars and, and uh, after my, doing his first seminar, I knew, okay, this is the place that I want to be because it feels so good and it's, uh, and it's so inspiring. And, and just to want to do a lot of the same type of things that he does, even if it's on a smaller scale, uh, was kind of what uh, kind of made my heartbeat, you know, a little bit uh, faster and, and more exciting. So, um, so I started off there and, and, uh, um, and I, kind of, I think I kind of was born as a, uh, with the entrepreneur blood and because uh, yeah. I already had my own small businesses and, and just kind of the combination of being an, an entrepreneur and knowing that I wanted to be my own boss and, and wanting to bring positive messages to the world. I think that's what kind of ultimately launched me into on this path. Beautiful. Well, as you and I would know, as, as people who are immersely and staunchly invested in personal development, uh, you know, it's a certain elk of people that gravitate towards this uh we know when we talk about mindset we talk about leadership we talk about self-awareness we talk about peeling back the layers you know really getting still with self getting really self-actualized with what is our purpose where is it we're going what is the message and where is the message in fact landing uh generally speaking you and i would both know that uh it's some type of backstory some type of cathartic aha moment whether it be you know turning shit into gold where you were forced to go okay this is the lesson rather than getting stuck in victimology i need to transplant this and place this in my field of resonance for where it is i say i'm going so is there something that catapulted you uh got you exceptionally clear to want to embark upon the journey and be in the realm of personal development specifically yeah there's actually i remember two moments um, one moment kind of got me started on the path and the other moment kind of kicked me up to a whole nother level of playing more in the, in, in the light rather than in the shadows. Mm. The first moment I remember it was New Year's Eve. Uh, again, I was just kind of, you know, diving into the, uh, the Tony Robbins world and his, his books and that sort of thing. And I remember just one New Year's Eve at, uh, 18 years old. Uh, instead of going out and hanging out with friends and that sort of thing, I decided to stay behind and, and plan my year. And I was reading his book. I think it was called Waking the Giant Within. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
and just just kind of going through these different things in there, I just knew that I had found my path and uh, and had made a commitment from that year on that I was going to um, this was going to be a, a huge part of my life. Um, but but and and then of course, like I said, I was a, kind of an entrepreneur already, and I wanted to continue to be that. And um, started in uh, building businesses that revolved around personal development messages. But my businesses early on were focused more on um, what the business was and what the business offered and uh, what it did for other people that were in this industry. And I kind of stayed in the shadows. And mm-hmm. um, and I was I, I kind of beca- became somewhat of an expert in marketing and uh, online world and. And, and that sort of thing. And then one day um, I was um, hosting, um, but kind of more technical hosting, not like an MC type host, uh, but I was hosting a conference call. This is kind of back in the day when conference calls were big things before Skype and all these other cool things that were going on. And I, I had put, I had brought together these, you know, pretty big, you know, spiritual thought leaders. I think it was uh, uh, James Twyman and, um, um, and, uh, oh my gosh, um, uh, one of the guys from the, the, the gentleman that runs the Agape, um, church in, in, um, in, in Los Angeles, um, amazing that I'm kind of forgetting his name, but I was, I had, I was successfully put together a conference call that had 7,000 people on it, Wow. Um, where these two were on there and they were talking about the law of attraction. This is right around the time that the the secret was popular um, and they were sitting there talking about the um, the law of attraction and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm kind of the technical guy that's supposed to kind of be quiet in the background and that sort of thing. And I'm listening to their conversation and I kept feeling this urge to kind of jump in there and add in my, my <laughs> own about it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I want to, I want to add something to it. I'm excited about this too. And, and, uh, and it was really interesting kind of, uncomfortable but at the same time exciting and Mm -hmm. so i'm sitting here you know really kind of holding that back and of course i kind of i still i i honored my role i didn't jump in there but it was in that moment and on that call that i knew that i couldn't be in the shadows anymore that i had i had to step out there and say hey i'm a messenger too Mm -hmm. you know i have something that i want to share and so it was it was right after that that i created my first, um, what I called message. It was called the, the habit of attraction, something I still teach to this day. Um, and I went out there and I offered it to my world that I had built and it was received so well that, um, it kind of started, not only did it start my path down being, you know, a messenger out there to other people, but it created my, one of my most successful businesses called the messenger network. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's just let's play devil's advocate for a moment. So let's presuppose that we didn't currently live in this ecosystem of technology being what it is. How do you believe outside of being able to virally uh, through technology, get your products and services out there to the global platforms? How would you then define deem yourself to be an influencer or an agent of change? Well, I think it always starts with how you show up in just your your regular normal life around yes. people. Uh, you know, being the inspiration, being the uh, being the change that you want to see in the world. 
you know, it sounds like a cliche, but it's uh, it's very uh, it's very true. Um, I think I, I I absolutely attribute the way I look at life and the way I treat people and the uh, the the mission and purpose that I have. Uh, I, I base it off of my parents mm-hmm. um, who are two extraordinary um, uh, individuals um, that uh, have guided me and the principles of my life and. And I just, you know, it's just something I'm just wired that way. I can't be what, you know, something different than this because it's just that's just how I was brought up. So, you know, it just starts with kind of how you uh, how you, you know, live your life. And are you in that kind of negative space or positive space? Are you do you try to find the, you know, the, the good in the, the difficult or, you know, do you treat people well? Do you go out of your way to, you know, to help them. I think it's just how you live your everyday life. And I think that's um, even more important today, considering that technology in a lot of ways disconnects us from, mm-hmm. uh, from people uh, in, in what I think is the most important way, which is that kind of personal connection. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's where, where it all begins is, you know, as you walk through the day and as you, you know, connect and communicate and, and and look at people and that sort of thing. How do you show up? That's uh, that's the key. Fantastic. So we know what you're doing on the macro level, and we're certainly going to delve into that. And that's going to be uh, you know a good portion of what it is we discuss throughout the course of this interview. Uh, and you've kind of answered it at the micro level in terms of how it is that you do show up. Um, but how have you shown up for yourself? How have you shown up for others before that could ever be gleaned or noted through social media, through technology, through conference calls, through Skype, through radio, through podcasting? How do you daily show up for yourself so that your cup is overflowing and putting you in a position to therefore show up for other people? Well, um, I didn't do that very well up until about six years ago um, mm-hmm. when I had had an epiphany of uh, uh, I had a, was running a very successful business, and, uh, um, but I was incredibly unhappy. And it was, mm-hmm. a very, it was a business that was making a difference. It was making money. It was reaching lots of people. But personally, I was very unfulfilled. And I, was, I finally stopped and said, wait, what's going on here? This doesn't make sense. What's What's the what's happening? And then I realized that I was not honoring my desires in life. And uh, so um, ever since then, I've been living by a uh, a, a principle, uh, a, a message that I teach uh, that I call living my list. Mm. And so the way I fill up my cup is by living through my bucket list, mm-hmm. which I I expand. I call it my life list, not my bucket list, so that I have that. Rather than try to focus on the death part of it, you know, I'm, live, I'm focusing on more on like the life part of it. Uh, but I, I consider my life list um, my dream life. It's everything that I would, I want to, you know, experience in life. Um, the not just the adventure and the travel, but it's the contribution, it's the relationships, it's the health, it's, you know, it's the whole, the whole life. What, what are, what are all the things I don't, I want to experience? And, and I, that's what I do is I, I create that list and Mm -hmm. I, I pick things from it and I live those things. And, and that um, when I'm doing that consistently, that's when I'm the happiest. Um, I also changed my definition of purpose because there's, and I think this actually happens a lot for people that are in this personal development world as 
thought leaders and messengers and that sort of thing. I think every, a lot of people get caught up in this. I need to know what my purpose is. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and they try to identify it as this one particular thing or this, this business or this mission or, or whatever. And I was trying to do that for years and years and could never really lock that down. And, and then I felt like, well, I'm not really doing something right here. And, and ultimately I redefined my purpose as just this really simple thing. My purpose in life is to experience things. Mm-hmm. It's as, as long as I'm out there and I'm not like idle and I'm out there experiencing things and I, I, I like to experience the specific things that are on my life list, uh, then I'm living my purpose. And that could be, you know, one day, you know, doing, you know, writing a book and, you know, reaching people and transforming their lives. And the other day it could be just me walking through in, in the mountains of Alaska you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever place that actually makes me feel alive. And so those, uh, that's how I fill my cup up is just by making sure that I'm living my list. Lovely. And so what are you most hungry for when you talk about your life list, when you talk about your desires, when you talk about honoring the core fundamental sense of who you are, what does that entail? What's yet to be unleashed or what is yet to be experienced and what is the most pivotal within that? Um, well, I, there's definitely gaps in my life that I feel um, I'm still um, becoming better at. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think one area of that um, I'm, I'm actually got a very strong focus on this year in 2019 and that's on living more of uh, more optimal healthy strong life you know um, because that's one thing I haven't done well with is you know being really healthy and really focusing on that I get I let let things kind of get in the way of that um, Mm -hmm. or get distracted Um, you know I've I was married and divorced and I'm single now so I think that relationships um, a you know a new relationship uh, that matches more of the new me is uh, is kind of that kind of next thing that I would like to experience, and I think that's really fascinating because if I if I'm really attracting someone into my life that matches more of the new me, then it really means me being very um, um, very particular and not um, settling, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people do in their relationships is they settle just because they don't want to be alone. And I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm allowing that person that is going to be that match, that you know, mirror for me, that uh, that's healthy and good to come into my life. So, you know, so there's definitely some gaps and, you know, and of course in business, you know, I'm, and I'm in this whole new area of technology and, and, uh, and, and, you know, really showing people this is a, Oh, an amazing path to go. And it's that sort of thing. That's, uh, that's uh, creating new challenges for me. Beautiful. So obviously it's in your vortex in terms of wanting a significant partner. And clearly you have a vision for what that looks like. And you've been very successful in manifesting everything else that you wanted to aspire to have in your tangible here and now space, uh, whether that was, you know, for a period of time, continuously putting one foot in front of the other until in real time it caught up with what you had envisioned and could very clearly see it. Because I know you believe this too, Robert, you have to believe it to see it. So in terms of the, what it is that you've created in terms of the ideal partner, 
you know, talk about soulmate, talk about twin flame. Let's talk about what's in that vortex that has yet to catch up in real time. What does that person look like for you? Well, um, that's, uh, that, that, that evolves, but it all, I think it also, um, matches a lot of the, uh, the path that I'm on. I mean, I, I, I kind of on a, a slightly unique path for, um, for where a, a lot of people that are, uh, my peers are on. I, um, I've kind of adopted more of like a minimalist life. I, I literally travel around and live full time in a, a converted uh, sprinter van because I want to be out into the world, just <laughs> experiencing mm-hmm. the world rather than kind of stuck in this. And this has kind of been my pattern is I, I have a, a get a house or get a place that I, that I like, but then I end up just staying there all the time. And I'm like, and, and I have this kind of vision that I'm this little speck that's, you know, in this little box, this in this little piece of the planet, just staying there all the time. So I decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. So for me to be able to, you know, to really find someone that, uh, uh, that I, I think I'd be really drawn to is, you know, it's, there's all, all the normal elements of someone who's, you know, kind of matches my, my spiritual beliefs, my, you know, my personal growth beliefs, the desire to make a difference in the world, the, uh, you know, someone who really wants to, that has a message that's independent of, uh, of mine that, you know, is empowered to do something on their own, but it's something that we can kind of do together. Um, and someone who wants to travel around and kind of live a simple life, but have lots and lots and lots of experiences. Uh, so, um, you know, I think that, um, that might, uh, I, I, I know there's, you know, that person's out there. It's just gonna, might be someone that's, uh, uh, unique in that, that perspective, or at least open to that. Beautiful. Well, that will happen for you. I believe that I absolutely do. And that's going to be phenomenally yummy for you because you do bring a lot to the table. And, you know, for somebody who is in the realm of personal development, who is not in competition with other people, but is really just committed to being the best, most improved version of themselves, which really means putting the mirror back on themselves and going, okay, what, what is it that I still have to work through? What do I still have to plow through? What do I have to acknowledge? What do I have to fundamentally change to get more aligned synergistically with what it is I say I envision for myself? Uh, knowing that the law of attraction is only going to be as open and receptive to providing that for you and putting that in your pathway to the degree that you're opening that up and receptive yourself. So that's going to be wonderful for you. And I hope we can have you back on the show and hear how that unfolds. Cause that, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm also okay in that in the meantime, I think this is a key thing for people that are single and you know open to finding that that good match for themselves is it's okay to be single and to be you know really in this space of loving up myself and yes absolutely well too often than not uh people they're 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 quick to jump into relationships there's a fear factor uh, that's associated with that, particularly if you get to this age stage in life, you think you're going to be less desirable. You probably have kids. You're probably divorced. It's not going to be, you know, for some people as an attractive of a package in which to embrace. 
you know, people's lives get busy. Uh, usually the people who are in your space, my space, we're entrepreneurs. We're working 18 hours a day. We're working seven days a week. And then we have the ultimate commitment of other people, in my case, children. So, you know, it's uh, there can be a lot of so-called restrictions that make it less likely uh, that that's going to happen. Um but it, it depends on what your outlook is towards that. You know, do you, do you focus on that and it becomes a limiting belief or do you say no? You know, if it's meant to be, if it's meant to align and I put my energy on the things I say I want to show up in my life and I take actionable steps in which to ensure that, then it's just going to catch up in real time. It will catch up. So that's a part two story for you. I'd love to have you come back and share once you find that person. Um, so, yes. Yeah. So let's just dive into the personal development app. Let's talk about the inception of when that began, uh, where it is in its current stage, and where it's going, and, and what kind of attention this has garnered and amassed to date. Sure. Uh, yeah, so the personal development app, we call it the PDA. So if I uh, say PDA, that's what I'm referencing, mm -hmm. um, has um, – has become the largest personal development content app on the app stores to date. Um, we've got uh, um, like 150 experts on there sharing um, a lot of content, a massive amount of content, hundreds of videos and hundreds of articles and, and contents being added to it uh, each and every day. Uh, you know, um, shows and books and chapters and products and, you know, and pretty much anything that, uh, that relates to uh, personal development. And it, it's an interesting story of how this was launched. Uh, we started to develop the mobile app um, uh, platforms that we have today, which the PDA runs off of one of our platforms, uh, uh, just uh, probably close to a year and a half ago um, after I <clears throat> decided I wanted to kind of come back into the marketing space to, to share my Live Your List message and didn't want to do what everybody else was doing and mm -hmm. what I considered – um, low engagement marketing, like email marketing and, and uh, social media. I'm not a big social media guy, so I didn't really want to become this social media guy just for the sake of, of promoting my message. So mm -hmm. I, I went out there and I looked and I asked the question, well, where are people spending their time? Where are they engaging? And and an and ironic thing was, is I'm taking notes and brainstorming about this on my smartphone right in my notes app. <laughs> so I'm like, where are people spending their time? And I'm, I'm just taking notes. And, and then I'm like, wait a second. Uh, well, they're spending their time. And then I, and I think the question was, where am I spending my time? And I'm like, I spend it on my phone. I mean, my God, I, it just seems like this thing has become a part of me. And, uh, and so I looked into it and I said, well, you know, uh, is this true? Is, is it, am I just kind of an outlier here where I'm just uh you know, the only one, and it was, I mean, it was, it was astounding. Not only were, uh, you know, our smartphones become a the most prominent tool in people's lives all over the world. And I remember actually traveling to Africa um, about a year before that and just being out kind of in the, um, in the bushes of Africa and seeing people on smartphones. Um, so smartphones are everywhere. And, uh, and not only are there a massive amount of people spending a lot of time on it, but the engagement in the stats compared to other ways of sharing your messages off the charts uh, using mobile apps. So I said, okay, this is where I want to spend my time um, sharing my message. So I started to look into that. And then I realized, oh, well, this is why 
you know, most messengers, thought leaders, you know, uh, transformational leaders are not using it because it's incredibly expensive to develop a really good app um, that does what we want it to do. And luckily for me, I have a brother that is a, a professional app developer, and him and I decided to partner up. That's why our company is called App Brothers Design, because mm -hmm. we're literally brothers. And um, we started to develop, uh, uh, you know, apps that messengers can use because I wanted to use it in my own message. Um, and then we developed these platforms and we created this idea of the, the personal development app. And it kind of sat there for, um, for about four or five months. And I, was, I traveled to Guatemala. And while I was in Guatemala, I um, severely injured my knee. I ruptured my tendons in my knee while I was in Guatemala which is a pretty major uh, injury. And so mm -hmm. I had to travel back from Guatemala to um, San Diego, which is kind of my home base, uh, to have surgery. And having surgery meant that I was going to be pretty much uh, mobile or on, you know, on my back or in a wheelchair or crutches for a good couple months. And it was during that time of, of that physical struggle that I decided to uh, create a whole program and launch it so that I could put the personal development app, the PDA, out into the world. And what I had created during that time of you know being down was the personal development speaking tour that you spoke on, Lisa. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. ultimately the 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 project that put, launched this app into the world in a big way. Um, and during that time that we did that tour, we did it across all across the United States, all across Canada. We had 146 speakers speak on our tour. And, um, and they're all kind of involved in the app and sharing their content and their message and their mission and their purpose and, and that sort of thing. Um, so Fantastic. that's kind of how the, yeah, the PDA came about from me um, injuring myself. And I, I, if I could go back and knowing what I know now, I would allow myself to be injured again just because I know it. <laughs> you know, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? No, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get that. So um, just laugh because tweak something for me that, you know, like going back to my story, you know, being an incest survivor, people go, you know, and I look upon that as a blessing and people say, how can you look upon something so heinous as, yeah. as a blessing? And it's like, well, had that not happened, it wouldn't have propelled me into social services. It wouldn't made, it wouldn't have made me the empath uh, and the light worker that I am. And uh, I wouldn't been able to connect with people on a deeper level. And I can't imagine not being who I am today and embracing humanity in the way that I do. And had I had a different upbringing or those experiences never being uh, factored into my story, story, uh, I don't know what kind of a person I would be today. And I can't imagine being any other person. I don't want to be any other person. So, uh, you know, I take the good, the bad, the ugly and the indifferent. It's, it's so that's why I laugh. Cause I so get that. Absolutely. And that's part of the healing process. It's going, okay. Like, how is this working for me? How can you take the crappiest situations or circumstances or what people would perceivably deem as a setback and make that work for you? Because if you focus on the solution and your solution, um, focused as opposed to being problem saturated, it's amazing how quickly your life will go vertical, completely vertical. Uh, so you've obviously honed that quite nicely for yourself and you've developed something uh, very profound that's benefiting and enriching the lives of so many people. So I'm grateful for your injury too. <laughs> um, but uh, 
so let's go back to what you said then, uh, because obviously when we talk about what your preferences and apps, and we know that there's a lot of competing ways in which to market and promote what it is you want to get your message out uh, to resonate and land with the demographic, the collective, the masses. Um, so in terms of how you got people on your radar and knowing that we're very fortunate in today's day and age technology wise that we have all these free platforms available to us. And I think the more diversified you are knowing that people uh, gravitate to certain platforms more so than other. I think if you do a good job, this is just my personal philosophy. It does require a lot more exorbitant amounts of time in which to do this, of course, but knowing that some people have a preference with LinkedIn, knowing some people have a preference with Facebook, knowing some people have a preference with podcasts, knowing some people have a preference with masterminds or webinars or apps, I mean, how was it in terms of, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg in your situation? How did you how did you get people onto the radar to know that you had the speaking circuit, to know that you had this app? I mean, you had to have started somewhere else. Well, yeah, I mean, the the businesses that I had before, uh, the one particular one that I had before uh before this this one I'm doing now was called the Messenger Network. And the Messenger Network had built a network of, uh, and, and it was also our email list at the, at the same time, of over 130,000 people. So we had this massive outreach of people. Um, and, and it had been the second time that I built a very large outreach via email. I'm very smart when it comes to uh, internet marketing, viral marketing, and, you know, that sort of thing. So it uh, hadn't been difficult for me to be able to create that, that outreach. And, um, and so I, I kind of knew, you know, how do you get out to people? How do you find them? How do you invite them? How do you have the conversation with them about what you're doing and, and invite them into your world? And what do you offer them? That sort of thing. Um, and so, and that's the kind of the decision I had to make is I, you know, I'm like, well, I could go out there and do what I've done before a couple times before and build a huge email list and, you know, work from there. But that's why I, I didn't, uh, that's why I decided to go the mobile app route was because if I did that, then my effectiveness would have dramatically gone down compared to where I, I am and will be even more so in the mobile app world. Because if I built a huge list and I started emailing those people, not only would I be more one of those additional people that kind of interrupts their life, which I think emails does, mm-hmm. um, and I think social media is effective, but it's also very distracting. Um, so disruptive and distracting were the two things that I didn't want to do because the engagement that happens when, when you're in those two energies does, is not as, as good. Um, and so if I emailed 100,000 people, then, you know, maybe I get a few thousand of those people engaging with me. But if I built a, uh, a, a, a large amount of people that have downloaded my app, which is kind of, you know, a very similar process, let's say 100,000 people downloaded my app then I'm going to get tens of thousands of people engaging with me because you don't, it's not as disruptive. It's not uh, uh, as distracting. It's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that sits on their phone that they want to engage with on a, on a, on a regular basis. And so, um, so that's, you know, so what I just did is I started reaching out to thought leaders that I'd already knew and that I came across and through resources that I had. And I said, Hey, we're doing this. I, you know, we're doing this because mobile apps is, you know, the, the future and, and, 
Messenger's thought leaders are not using it, and you're probably not using it. So why don't you come in and join us and be a part of this? And 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 we got you know most people saying, yeah, let's, let's do it. I get it too. I'm I'm on my phone all day too, and I don't have an app or I'm not in an app. And then that's I think it just made it a lot easier for us to to uh, inspire people to be a part of this movement that we're in. Fantastic, Robert. So is part of your suite of services offerings, is it not just welcoming people into, in terms of, you know, the rate of return on the rate of investment investment of becoming part of the PDA app specifically, but is part of your business also helping fine tune those who are wanting to brand their own specific app and there being a parlay of services and co-synergistic uh, collaboration. How does that work? Is it one and the same? Is it is it uh, you know is it a tentacle that's provided to people who want help branding their own app, or yeah. is it okay? Okay. And yeah, I think that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I think that's ultimately that's the thing that we um, that's our biggest mission right there. Um, you know, you know, the being a part of the PDA is awesome, and you know, our um, our focus is to build over a million downloads of the app in the next 12 months and and reach a massive amount of people. But uh, uh, but ultimately, we want to provide the path for individual experts to have their own branded apps without having to mortgage their home to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's been the biggest challenge. Well, there's two challenges for people to be in the mobile app space uh, with their own app. Number one is understanding the mobile app space and the potential of it and, and what it takes to create something like that. And then, uh, and then of course the cost or the cost has been in the tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, kind of me being the, the, the brain, the person that I am in the way I think about business and that sort of thing, I wanted to solve that problem, both of those problems for, uh, for uh, experts and messengers uh, by creating a platform that, that was, is worth tens of thousands of dollars. In fact, we've gotten quotes that have been in that kind of sixty to $70,000 price range for this platform to be developed for someone that we could um, turn around and brand and make available to an individual business um, and, and using all the best technologies and cut uh, and features and that sort of thing uh, at a fraction of the cost. So they can literally come into this space um, using a mobile app of their own, um, having a higher engagement with their, uh, with new people, with their existing clients and, and that sort of thing for, uh, the cost or, you know, of building a nice website. And mm-hmm. so, um, so we, we accomplished that goal by creating this platform that we call the, the expert app platform. And then we use the, uh, the PDA as one of the, um, the channels in which people can find that app. And we've also got a second app that's out now called the natural living app that we partnered up with, uh, someone on um, that's just like the PDA, but it's focused on health and healing and um, health and wellness topics and experts. So we've got these two different, you know, community platforms where not only can they come in there, experience, you know, ex- the messages and, you know, the ideas and thoughts of the, all these experts, but then they can also find the individual apps those experts are starting to create and instantly download them right then and there. Um, and so, um, so my, my job is to is to show you know you know experts this path that it mm-hmm. uh, that you could do this. It doesn't have to cost 
a, a large amount of money. You're not on your own. We'll teach you how to use the app. We'll teach you how to get downloads um, and, 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 and use it in a way that it engages at a very high level the people that you want to engage with. And Amazing. so we've got this platform called the Expert App that does exactly that. Okay, well, let me ask you this then, Robert, because this is going vertical for you. And, and based on your projections for 2019, and maybe you've even forecast into 2020 and beyond, who knows? Um, but being somebody who, you know, is very closely conscious of metrics, tracks, uh, trackability, stats, et cetera, and being able to measure the barometer of your own growth and the succession of this business, the personal development app and everything that that encompasses within that. Um, are, do you have any concerns? Cause this can be, this is the opposite problem for entrepreneurs is your growth supersedes your bandwidth for being able to keep up with it. So if you're talking about constructing websites for people or apps, and you're able to offer this at a fraction of the cost of what is available out there in the space, uh, then you would be the attractor factor for that, especially for people who understand the world of technology and knowing where it is that people need to go to maximize their own message getting out there. So do you have any concerns that things are going to explode to the point where you just can't keep up with it? Um, when it comes to, that's a great question. Um, when it comes to the PDA, uh, we don't because it kind of runs itself. I mean, we we're constantly improving it and adding features and that sort of thing. Our next, our next focus for 2000 and in 19 for the PDA is to now, now that we've kind of created this uh, beautiful app um, with massive amounts of functionality and, and, and a potential in it, and a already a pretty large community, um, now our focus is to now go out there and, and talk to uh, the, the, the larger people that are in the space and, and get them involved in it so that we can blow this thing up as far as the amount of people that are using it. So uh, like yourself and people like Jack Canfield and, you know, Neil Donald Walsh and all these people that have sold millions and millions of, of, of books and, and reach millions of people that don't have apps. Now we want to go, hey, come in and let's uh, be a part of this and be one of our, uh, you know, kind of higher educators. Uh, the, um, so that's, um, um, that's the PDA, I think, kind of is in its own little mode there. We, we've got, we'll bring people on to kind of manage that. But when it comes to actually starting to bring large amounts of people on to have their own app, that's what we've been focusing on for the last six months is developing a, a, uh, a an automated system that when they come in, they just kind of go through these steps. Um, you know, rather, you know, the, the way that it was done before is they'd have to architect out and map out what their app does and all this sort of thing and understand all the technology and terminology and communicate with the app developer. And we've kind of, taken all of that away and said, no, you just got to come in here and fill out these forms and give us your logo and do this. And we will, we'll have, we can have your, we can have an actual uh, $50,000 or more expert app published for an expert in, in less than a week on the app store, you know? Um, so, which uh, is amazing for what we've, what we've created here. So that's, um, um, you know, we, I mean, obviously we want to kind of manage the amount of people that are coming in, but we're mm -hmm. definitely not at the point where we're being overwhelmed by that at all. Um, okay. And, uh, I well, think that we will, we're smart when it comes to building the systems that, that handles that. Mm -hmm. And do you have like a screening process? Cause there's a lot of people who 
uh, are or proclaim to be in the personal development space. There's a lot of people who believe in the, the vision of their mission and where it is that they say they wish to go. Um, but are you discerning in terms of, you know, is there some type of criteria prerequisite for yourself that you go, okay, this might be somebody who claims to be in the space, but not necessarily is a good fit for me. I don't necessarily want their content on my page for whatever reason. It's not to be judgmental. It's not to be exclusionary. Uh, but because you're so clear in your own messaging and your own products and your own services that you don't just say yes to everybody. Definitely. We've got, um, we got a very, we got very few rules about, you know, uh, being a part of the PDA or having or being a, using our platform as a as a way of of, of going out there. Um, the rules are this for the PDA um, is one we we're we're not bringing politics into our into our field uh, mm-hmm. because that is so divisive and it's just um, it's just a rule that we said. Look, we're not we're not going to prov- our our platform is not going to be a place where people talk about the right, the left, the up, the down, or whatever you know you know yep. that happens this country because i think there's too much of that going on anyway um the second thing is is that uh, anybody that works with us and their messaging and content and we do review everybody um we review all apps before they are submitted to the app stores and that sort of thing looking through the content and uh, making sure that they're not kind of uh, breaking these rules but the, the content needs to be positive and uplifting. Um, you know, we are in the personal development world. We want to help experts get their message out there. Um, and, and we will never allow any kind of um, uh, hateful messaging, racist uh, messaging, you know, and that, that sort of thing that doesn't align with our own personal values and missions. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we do review uh, and we make those that very clear. Don't come to us asking us to be a part of our community or our using our technology if these are the thing if this is your focus at all um so um it's kind of pretty much that i mean we can't police you know uh, specific messages and you know uh we don't limit in the personal development world the messaging is all over the place you know from you know health and wellness to sexuality to you know this and that um uh, when it comes to apps i think apple and android do a very good job of kind of making sure those type of things don't go out there anyway. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, you know, for somebody like me, I mean, people have often said that I'm a bit of a disruptor, you know, I, you know, some people, they, they want to play it safe with the languishing. Like I don't swear for swearing sake, but sometimes there's a place for it in terms of really getting your message across. You know, this from when I met with you in Toronto and I spoke, I talk about, I've done live streams on the subject, you know, go and fuck yourself, turning shit into gold. I mean, you know, I think sometimes you have to, and for my brand of living fearlessly, that affords me the, uh, the leeway to kind of say something in more in somebody else's way of framing it more touchy feely. I can be a touchy feely person, but I'm also like, no, I'm taking it right to the leading edge. I'm getting it right out there and it's going to cut and it's going to resonate. And some people it's like, Oh my God, like that was just like too much or, you know, but I don't care because that's what gets people thinking. It's saying the same things, but saying it in a different way. So for somebody like me who can be very sharp tongued and very quick wit, um, and does occasionally drop the F-bomb. I mean, is that something that, you know, what is your feeling on that? Because there's going to be a lot of people like me in that space. Oh, uh, well, I love that. 
<laughs> right. So uh, that's that's not an issue for me at all. It's um, you know because I think I you know my personal opinion of that, and I've got I got that a little bit myself too. Um, my personal opinion of that is that's um, um, more real for a lot of people out there, and they connect more with that. That's more authentic. We want authenticness. We don't want you know um, we don't want to encourage people to come in and put on a mask that's not themselves, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to sharing their message. I mean, this is kind of the, this is me, you know, talking from this kind of perspective of helping messengers get their message out into the world is be you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, but there are certain things, you know, like we, um, uh, we wouldn't allow, you know, certain things that are harmful to people that have fear or shame or guilt or, or any mm-hmm. of these things that are all about, making, you know, people or groups wrong or, you know, or right or whatever. So it's, um, but as far as the, you know, kind of the language is concerned, that's, um, you know, I think that's great. I, I'm drawn to that myself because I think that's mo- the most, that's authentic. That's how people communicate in real life. So, mm-hmm. no, no issues okay. there for me. Okay. Well, I asked that question because of course, with everything in the space, there's already always, uh, if not two schools of thought, there's a myriad of schools of thought. And I know in terms of, you know, your speaking circuit and, and what you provide in that space, if you look at the national speakers association, they are zero tolerance for language. And in fact, some of my mentors in California who have endorsed my books and whatnot, they're kind of like, they're not good with the language type thing. I think they accept me for who I am. Um, we've had good synergy and partnership with the exception of that, um, being a little bit of a red flag for them, so to speak. But, um, you know, some people, when they're talking about speaking circuits or speaking academies, they try to follow suit with uh, the National Speakers Association. And some people you know, they they go in a completely different opposite direction. So that's why I asked the question, because for people who are listening to the show and eventually once the uh, podcast link is uploaded, um, that might be a, a general question uh, that are on the minds of the listeners here. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity yeah. to express that. Yeah, thank you. No, no, we're not. Uh, we're, we're definitely not in that same realm. I think that uh, uh, is... Um, it's kind of the old thinking, you know? So, um, yeah, I totally support people just being who they are. Fantastic. Fantastic. So for people who want to connect with you, people who want to talk about suite of services, people who want to get in on the app, people who want to get in on the speaking circuit, uh, want to get their books or, or their message in whatever way uh, that's unique and signature to them in the fold of what you can present in the form in which you present it. How do people reach out to you, Robert? Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you asking me that. Well, we've got two uh, two ways. If anybody wants to be a part of the PDA um, and that community of experts and thought leaders sharing their message in that in that big way, then it's, they simply just go to thepda.info, and mm-hmm. uh, they'll find all kinds of information in there about the app and the the. Are we going to do another speaking tour coming up here soon? We've got our our track of books and track of cards, which is a very unique. Uh, viral marketing tool for for them, and that they can be a part of the the PDA. Um, and then, if anybody's interested in their own app and they want to learn about the different features and elements and reasons why this app is, you know, uh, the best option out there, quite simply, they can go to expertapp.info. That's expertapp.info. 
Info, and they can get all the details about our individual branded app platform that gives them a you know fifty thousand dollar plus technology for a fraction of the cost. Amazing. Well, I don't want to circumvent whatever processes you've already got in place or overstep boundaries, but as you know, I've showcased Jack Canfield on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, as well as in a separate interview, his counterpart of thirty years, uh, Patty Aubrey, who really put Jack on the visible stage. Uh, so I can connect you guys in an email to see if this is something that might be of interest to them for you, if you wish. Yes, of course. Thank you. Yeah, he's no not problem. one of the top. He's definitely uh, one of the top. And I'm very familiar with Aubrey, too, uh, uh, at the top of my list. So that would be a huge gift for me. Thank you, Lisa. I'll do that today. So knowing that uh, we're winding down here, we're getting to the bottom of the hour. Uh, what would you very succinctly, very clearly want to be your parting words to the listening audience and eventually to the podcast subscribers in terms of if there was one takeaway, one breakthrough you hope they walk away from as it relates to what it is you're doing or living fearlessly, what is that? Well, I, this, is, this is what I want to say, and this is the whole reason why I've created this, uh, the, these worlds and I'm involved in the personal development world, is that the, the world as a whole, and, um, and all that's going on and the way people are acting and thinking and doing and, and that sort of thing needs more and more messengers to step into their message. Um, and, you know, I, my, my message, my, my call to action for many, many years has been you don't need to write a book. You don't need to have an, a name recognition. You could literally, you know, uh, create a message and put it out there and be a messenger. You could be a thought leader. You could be someone that changes people's lives. So if you're sitting there going, I want to do my part as far as that's concerned, I want to offset this negativity and this, all this energy that seems to be coming, uh, coming at us in the opposite direction, then, um, then step into it. And that people like myself and Lisa and others out there are providing ways for you to, uh, to do that, uh, to reach people. Um, you know, when I made that decision on that call, you know, going back over 13 years ago uh, uh, to no longer be in the shadows and the step into my message, it was the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, and, I've been, and, and since then, I've reached uh, millions of people um, as a result of it. And I was, not, I was just some ordinary guy doing my thing. So, um, so my, my call to action to all of you is step out of the shadows if you're in it. If you're called mm -hmm. to make a difference, then um, all you have to do is start somewhere. And if you want, we'll help you do that. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you for the gift of your time, Robert. I want to thank you for everything you've brought to my journey, what we shared in Toronto. I'm really looking forward to seeing my stuff up on the app uh, in terms of my talk. And uh, like I said, I will follow up with uh, the email between you and Patty and Jack Canfield. And I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep shining. And to the listening audience, to the podcast subscribers, I want to thank you once again for your loyal listenership. I want to thank you for your feedback. Uh, couldn't be doing this in a vacuum. Uh, you know, I'm very clear on my purpose, which is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. And until next uh, Friday, I want to wish everybody a fantastic weekend and just once again expressing, as I always do, love and gratitude to you all. That goes to you too, Robert. So thank you so much. Love and gratitude. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye, everybody. 
Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.